Hello, this is John, aka JLab, and you're listening to the Decisive Podcast Series. Hope you're all keeping well and healthy and fit and sane uh, in these strange times we're living in. Um, you're about to hear the second up in the series of exclusive live podcasts I'm doing for Decisive this year. And I'd like to dedicate this one to the memory of uh, those we've lost in music this year. It's been quite a hard year. So principally Andrew Weatherall, Florian Schneider, Ty the Rapper, Mike Huckabee, Dave Greenfield and Little Richard. So yeah, sit back and enjoy, look out for each other, stay fit, stay healthy, and yeah, we'll see us on the other side. Hello everyone, welcome. Glad you can be with me today. Roberto Ingram here for the Decisive Podcast Series bi-monthly series. Yes, I'm so excited. As usual, although we're going through some very tough times and we have to improvise and everybody's streaming, everybody's online and everybody's podcasting, although Decisive has been running for almost eight years now, and I am so excited today I have back J-Lab doing something quite differently. Normally, we have DJs. This time, I'm incorporating live acts that are doing exclusive live performances for the show. Why? It's for you. It's to give you an insight and more information about the man or the woman behind the music. It's very interesting to hear their stories. And yes, I think you should also take the time to listen. Remember, these artists are working very hard to give you a great program and doing this trying time this is a great time to support us go to podomatic and become a friend follow us support us donate if you like also you can hear the decisive podcast series in its entirety without any interviews on soundcloud we're also located on facebook and our facebook group and itunes so we're surely looking forward to hearing from you. So with that said, let's get on with it. Let's listen in. The witty, the talented, the smart, and the funny J-Lab, along with his mix and interview in effect. Now, Decisive Podcast Bi-Monthly. J-Lab, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm staying well and out of trouble. Hope everyone else is as well. Yeah, um, yeah it's been a bizarre couple of months. <laughs> 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 Same here. And those of you that are listening, we surely hope that you're in good health and staying positive through these uh, tough times, particularly those of you that are worked uh, in bars and clubs. If you're a musician, DJ, live act and such, um, those of you that are out of work because of the coronavirus pe- uh, pandemic. Um, J-Lab, what do you think? How are you dealing with this? Well, it's a funny one because, I mean, like, you know, in the day job as it is, I'm working a lot on big concerts, I'm working in theatres and sometimes in events doing, you know, light and sound and stuff. And, you know, culture has stopped. Mm -hmm. All gathering has stopped. And, you know, so all my work has stopped at the moment. So, yeah, that's that's quite... I mean, I'm getting some... Because I have a contract with one one pe- group of people I work with so I'm getting some Kurt by Geld which is okay so I can keep my head above water at the moment 
providing nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Do you consider yourself pretty much staying positive through this trouble yeah. times? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, I give thanks and praise that I'm going through this in Germany. Do you know what I mean? Okay, um, okay great. You know, because I like friends and colleagues of mine in the UK and the US, they really are getting their asses kicked at the moment. Uh, and it's not as if there's a lot of alternative work to go to. Where because, in particular? Um, well, I mean, people in London, of course, anyone who's living in London or in Britain uh -huh. in general has got horrific living costs because accommodation and rent and whatnot is so expensive in Britain. Um, so, yeah. And family uh, members, you have family members uh, also there, yeah? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. What are they saying? Um, well, you know, um, my mum's sort of like, you know, she goes to the supermarket once a week and whatnot, and of course the pub in the village is closed. Mm -hmm. um, she's got the garden, you know, right. and she likes reading and stuff like that. I mean, for me, um, it opened up a lot of time for me to be able to, you know, uh, get onto the garden that we have, that we share with someone, and, um, you know, get on with the music. You're, very, uh, you're a very intelligent guy. You find yourself finding time, more time for things like reading and kind of set yourself back a little bit to focus on something else other than just bouncing around, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, uh, you know. I mean, before this shutdown, I think everyone was doing multitasking more than more than they should. Yeah, uh, yeah, it gets like that sometimes. Um, yeah, although the first couple of weeks I found, the first couple of weeks of like everything stopping, I was, I did have a lot of like un running around and dealing with crap. Exactly. Um, you know, but then um, once the sort of situation normalized a little bit, I kind of got my little routine, go off my bike ride, get my exercise, you know, blast around 10 off airfield, mm -hmm. um, try and get a good speed down the runway uh, and so on. How often, uh, are you, how often are you getting, giving yourself some fitness? You know, Every day, I'm out. Good. I mean, I'm actually, I'm an actually sort of tiggerish sort of person anyway. Uh, you know, a lot of power again. A lot of I'm on bike and stuff like that. Right and like, you know, Every time I talk to you, you have so much power, man. I'm so grateful to talk so, to you all the time. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, if if it had been a situation like they've had in Italy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and even in Britain, where theoretically you can go out and exercise, that doesn't mean the cop that comes across you, you know, is going to like, I've had people have had a hard time, friends of mine and stuff like that, and they're just out for a run, which is permitted. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really strange. I mean, um, as far as the illness is concerned, whatever it is, um, yeah, I mean, it's a virus, there's things you can do to combat against, you know, keep your immune system up to date, you know. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm Every other day I'm making a big pot of fresh ginger and turmeric tea and just caning that. Mm -hmm. um, fresh garlic and salt. Um, somebody told me, a doctor friend of mine told me, um, if you've been out around people and stuff like that, when you come back home, you go slice up a fresh clove of garlic, rub it in salt and eat it. Oh, yeah? That kill any viral any viral matter that you've got bronchial tract mm -hmm. between you know before it separates out into your gut 
And of course, garlic's very good for you anyway. I'm, 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 mate, I mean, crikey, that's like become like this. It's become like crack cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to say you. <laughs> But that, that's one of the best things. Garlic, ginger, turmeric, vitamin C. Right. Get it out in the sunshine, the vitamin D. Vitamin D, I'm doing that. I'm getting a lot of vitamin D, yeah. But you gotta you gotta be you gotta be taking the stuff in through the food best, or even if you take it through supplements, you gotta be eating well. Because if you eat take vitamin pills and eat junk food, your body goes junk food, gotta get that out. Mm-hmm. And everything that comes in with the junk food, including yeah. the vitamin pills, goes out with it. If I even get to junk food, it's normally when I'm winding down, it's somewhere around 12 or 11 in the evening when I'm watching a film or something to to get ready to pass out. I'm just kind of lounging for a moment till I pass out. But that's it. During the day, I'm not eating any. Yeah, yeah, fruit, yeah. Uh, 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 any sweets. Strange. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I've got a bit of fondness for chocolate, but I've also got fondness for nuts and stuff like that as well, you know, so. Have you been questioning yourself whether to continue making music and performing? I mean, we don't see a a light of the, on the beacon in the near future as far as clubs fully opening and bookings fully back to norm and it could take time for me personally because um i've never sort of like made career choices that pull in a lot of money or stuff like that okay. because so you, you know that would take away my time to do music okay. and which i've always had my hand in for like maybe 30 years but I've run a bike shop, I've worked on building shop sites, I'm growing a lot of food at oh, the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got other skills, I've got other skills. I know, I've got some you know, people I know and people on the scene I know, who, you know, through fortune and circumstance and whatnot. I've never done anything other than music. Maybe oh, come out of university and stuff like that. Now they're 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 they're, they're whoa 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 rug pulled from underneath their feet. Um, you know. Do you think that's fortunate for you? I mean, the, your mindset is like, I mean, I'm gonna succeed in this. I am determined through thick and thin. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole thing about it is, I mean, I will play music, whatever. Do you know what I mean? I was sitting last night watching some crap on YouTube before I went to bed. You know, I had a bass guitar around me and I was sitting on the sofa just knocking out Led Zeppelin wrists while I'm watching something just subconsciously. I'll always, you know, play, make sounds, stuff like that. I need to do it for myself. Okay. I need to do it for myself. It's that, that sort of thing. Um, you know, um, and it's kind of so necessary in some ways, like breathing. You think... <laughs> okay. Shit, you know, and and so a career in music is like, I need to breathe, I need to do this, that, and the. I need to take the plastic bag out of my head, I need to go outside in fresh air. That's what the career path is for me, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And breathing, you know, this need to breathe takes up time, it inhibits my ability to sort of earn money and stuff like that. It's like almost like a compulsion, I can't describe it. Right. So... It, it, it's just an urge to do it. So, boom, I have to, you know, if I if I can remunerate that, so I can push all that other shit out the way. I have a quite a funny little, uh, I've no weird mindset about it. It's, you know, I think for a family of problem solvers, builders, car mechanics, and menders, uh, yeah. fix, whatnot, engineers, and stuff like that, you know what I mean? That, it's that like, takes me back because before I got into music, I was used to be a mechanic for uh, Nissan with the, uh, 
Dotson in 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 America. I started, oh, really? Yeah, I started. Really? Wow. I started. I, I started <laughs> off fresh, uh, driving customers to and from repairs, and then I worked yeah. my way into the garage. Wow! Wow! That yeah, crazy. yeah. So, so then your other go-to skill is what? I don't know, fixing bikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, building, doing that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm one of these people who's like, okay, bike's broken, no money can get it fixed. Need to learn how to fix this myself. I've got some tools here, boom, boom, boom. That's always how I've been, you know. Um, I've always done, you know, most of my, I don't know what's done my own maintenance on my bass guitars and whatnot and stuff like that, you know, and had a car, I used to do all the oil change and stuff like that. The only thing I never trusted myself was with brakes. Um, <laughs> You know, I used to get them done by someone else. But, you know, all the going bits I would do myself, you know, even change the timing belt and stuff like that, you know. I've been watching a lo- pretty much a lot of live stream talks with different DJs. Uh, for instance, uh, Chris Liebing has one called DJs and Beer with, um, with him. <coughs> Excuse me. With Dubfire, Radio Slave, Truncate, which is quite interesting um and they talk about how they're to be creative and making extra money uh and donation from um people that are actually uh, uh, uh fans of the artist are there other jobs you consider taking up i don't i don't know really at this stage in the game because you think okay it's I would always make music as long as I've got stuff around me. Because you can sell now. I mean, people. it seems like people are buying. Exactly. Exactly. People are buying. But also, I know a lot of people who've been furloughed and stuff like that or on Kurt's Arbeit over mm. here. Oh, right. That's stuff. True. So the disposable income pool has shrunk, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, um, sucked that, yeah. they sucked up that tank. Oh, yeah. I mean, for those that want to buy and consume music still, band campers, you know... Uh, really supported the artists big time. Yeah, right? supported the artists. And most people price this stuff quite fairly. Um, a friend of mine who told me, he said, like, you know, who, who works in the industry, in the business side, music business in Britain, told me, like, you know, certain... You know, like, say, physical sales from Bandcamp, people are doing that. But, like, you know, the physical sales from, like, say, all the big bands that reissued their stuff on vinyl over the years, um, you know, that stuff has not stopped selling. Has stopped selling, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. The physicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost that people are still spending money. So somebody, yeah, is not going to buy that 180 gram vinyl reissue of Rumours by Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac. But they will go and buy two or three things off Bandcamp. <laughs> I see that yeah. the I see that the uh, streaming of uh, for DJs are a bit of the norm these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until people start banging on about the carbon footprint streaming, until servers, we servers get must be server files must be getting rinsed at the moment around the world with all this streaming. But yeah, there is there is stuff like that. I mean, we see how it goes. I don't. Um, if opportunities come my way, yeah, I'll do them and do them. You know, I thought about getting some streaming bits when this first happened. I was talking about it with um, Jordan from Juju and Jordash, who has been doing these live streams on Facebook every day. He's one of the people online in all this that's like a, a lodestar. He's kept me sane with those jams. He has. They're wicked. And I've seen it. He's 
um, tidied some of them up and put them out for release now, which is wicked because they're great, great music. Crikey, you know. Um, I love his artistry. He's a real musician. Um, oh, absolutely. absolutely he, yeah. He's like he's like a machine, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this would be something great for the for bi-monthly next time. We do a video of you. I'm listening to your your decisive live uh, bi-monthly, man. I'm going, <laughs> this cat, man, what the hell is he doing? I, I can hear you playing at free rotation, and I can hear it differently than what I'm hearing now because of your restraints that you're yeah, I had a lot of stuff summed up because I've only got a little... Well, yeah, because I, I got this little Alan and Heath desk back here, which is the desk I use for my gigs and stuff. Um, and it's small enough and portable enough to get a desk. And I bought that desk because I thought I wanted one live. I've, I've, it's, I've got an Alan Heath Z10FX, which I use for live, and which is just my little desk here. But the band I play in, cause when, because I, I've... Um, I was playing in a band when I first came to Berlin for a while. Um, that came about purely by accident. And then band went off and bred, or two band members did, firing out kids. So um, band got put on hiatus. Then we got the offer to do some gigs this year. And because we can't rehearse in the rehearsal studio, because rehearsal studios are close, I've got the 16-channel um, Mackie mm -hmm. from the band rehearsal room here because now we're using it, which is great, because then I can spread out, because I can have up to 12 outputs oh, out of Tempest. Mm -hmm. Well, I went and picked it up about, um, about the second week of the lockdown, which is why I was a bit late, because I said to you, ah, oh, I've got a chance of a better mixer coming. We're here, you know, cool. And I went over, I went over to the studio. I met, I met the drummer, um, and, uh, borrowed his bike trailer, put it on my bike, lashed it down to the bike trailer, rode it through the city, uh, brought it here, set it up. Yeah. And then I had to wait for some cables, some stereo yeah. cables, because each is six individual outputs right. Tempest is a stereo output. So you can have mono sounds panned left and right and coming up on two separate channels, which is handy if you've okay. got like a, a clicky kick and a booming kick, you can have two separate EQs, spread them out, even though they're coming out the same output. So this has been mm. this has been fantastic. Right. The only problem is is it's got a firewire card on it. But man, computer manufacturers, computer mm. manufacturers, I swear to God, put them in the stocks and pelt them with rotten vegetables. <laughs> yeah, well, this thing's great, but it, my new Mac is too new. Right, they, they stopped supporting the OS, Mac OS. They stopped, they stopped, Mackie actually stopped developing newer drivers for this desk in 2012. Yeah, this is why Onyxes are so cheap and they are a great Firewire recording interface. Are you serious? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, you know, I, I mean, 1620, but. Uh, that's an older that's an that's an older one, but I can also put a card in there too. But I like the way I like the way it feels. Yeah, I mean I mean to do some multi-channel recordings, I might have to borrow the band, well, pair the drummer in the band. Mm -hmm. He has a uh, an older PC running amplitude, which will run on this because well, I've got a Mac, an older Mac, right, right, it will work with that. Boom. But the driver you get from Mackie is too new for the operating system on this old Mac. Boom. And this old Mac won't go any further. I've got the most up-to-date operating system that that machine can physically handle. 
And that's uh, Sierra or High Sierra? I don't know. Uh, ten point. Okay. It's old. It's old. It's an eleven-year-old machine. I went searching online to see if I could get the previous driver, which will work with this. Man, man, ten days. Ten days I'm searching online. I even went onto gear forums and uh, gear forums, man. It's normally people just jerking no, off. I can't be doing with it, you know, and bad opinions rather than information. You know, you have to trawl through to find the bits of solid gold in them, uh, man. You know, the only way I can get the previous driver for this Mackie desk is if I sign up to a Russian porn site. <laughs> it's a free, free, everyone points to this Russian porn site. Free download, but we want your credit card details just in case for what? Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? No. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, this is what I've been got about these little rock and a hard place technical issues and stuff like that. And plus the reverb unit blowing up and God knows what else in the last weeks, you know. Being that you residing in Berlin. Yeah. How do you think the Berlin scene is coping with it? What are, you, what are they saying? Um, well, we've got United We Stream. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about that. Have they invited you to... I, I haven't yet, to be honest with you, because... You need to get I, on there, man. I need to get on there. But um, what I've been doing in the first few weeks is like, you know, getting some food into the garden. Because, you know, you don't know how things are going to pan yeah. out next okay, year. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, the social economic consequences of what I'm going through are going to be way bigger than, okay. you know, whatever else. Yeah. And then all this... You know, stuff I've just been talking about and then finishing off a whole bunch of material and I did a little online course as well just for a bit of brain food online uh, course? yeah 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 yeah. Um, just with creative thinking and stuff it was great actually it was really good and and you know just and smashing out loads of ideas mm -hmm. I mean at the moment for the next podcast I've almost got all that material ready because oh, cool, I have a whole man. bunch of stuff that I wrote at the end of last year and that was the first and second podcast, basically. And now I've got a whole bunch more ready to go. Oh, good, man. I'm going to have to do some vocals for you. Oh, <laughs> Berlin is very proactive in this area. That's wonderful. It is because it's, it's, it's such a large part of the economy in that and people coming to visit the city. I mean, it's going to affect the hotel industry, the hospitality industry, you know, all those people, you know, all the hotels are closed, all those people who make the beds, chambermaids. Right. You no. Know, right. Uh, uh, and, um, uh, my girlfriend's housemate works part-time for like a VIP chauffeuring company, you mm -hmm. know, the black Mercedes fans and stuff like that, doing businessmen or, you know, the Berlin Ali and all that sort of stuff. Right. There no work, no work, mm -hmm. no work since this started. It's funny how, you know, clubs, you know, some clubs don't have large cash reserves. Um, you know, some clubs occupy sites that are prime real estate and, you know, the vultures are always gathering. Mm. Uh, um, but then again, the real estate market, big knock-off and knock-on effect there. I mean, all these people, these really swanky loft offices and stuff like this, like there's a Gewerberhof behind my, my, my apartment block. And that was full of artists and whatnot until a few years ago. Then it was bought by a certain Swedish investment company who are hated in this city. Hated. Oh, oh yeah. 
the residential now. They did the place up, got all these blue chip high tech companies mm -hmm. and all these tech pros and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Now, all those people are working from home now, which renders like, you know, to have one floor mm -hmm. in that building costs 50K a year Super. to rent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all that work, we're still getting work done with everyone working from home and on Zoom and stuff like this. So that could pop that market, which could, a couple of years down the line, open up new possibilities of space. But then, of course, it comes with whatever social consequences come of this illness, you know, um, with wearing masks, having to get a vaccination or stuff like that. Do you think it, those prices will continue or they will have to be forced to be a bit more concerned? I don't know. I don't know. don't know. I mean, you know, um, governments like control because it makes their life easier. That's 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 pure and simple. To run a fascist, I mean, yeah, a fascist government, people do a lot less work than a social democratic one, because there's a hard line. You cross it, you're punished. Boom. So, <laughs> yeah. So you you don't have a whole whole you, rank of civil servants embracing negotiation and trying to find solutions and stuff like this. It's lazy man's government, really. Mm. Lazy man's government. It's the it, uh, as a political system. It's the equivalent of a pot noodle, you know, one of these freeze-dried <laughs> noodles. Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. How much nutrition do you get from one of them? Exactly. Case dismissed. None. <laughs> Fascism. Pot noodle politics. Hey, Tell man, me. don't talk about my noodles, man. I, I used to, I used to have, I used to take those to school for lunch, man. All you gotta do is pour hot water in it. Man, well, it was era when that stuff came out, man. This, you know, the way it was marketed in Britain is this is the same technology for these astronauts because that's what freeze drive food was invented. Whoa, yeah, man, I'm getting on that space age shit. We're in the 1980s now. Do you know what I mean? Then you went, why you've always got a funny stomachache all the time, you know? Hey, Jay, um, when you are not embracing your music and diving into your music, getting high with your music. Um, what else do you do? What else do you enjoy besides music? Getting out, getting out. It's just now it's getting out, just, just let me out without a mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm getting out, going out on the bike. Um, uh, reading, cooking. So, yeah, it sounds like cooking is a good thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like cooking. Uh, uh, and getting more into growing food as well. You know? Wines? Uh, mm? Wines? No, they, they won't grow up. They okay. can grow up here if you've got a sheltered sunny spot. Mm -hmm. They can grow up here. Um, I mean, do you enjoy wine as well? No, okay. no, I don't. Um, okay. I used to like wine, but okay. you know, after that accident I was telling you about, my spine got compressed. Oh yeah, that's right, you told me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if I drink fermented alcohol, beer or wine, that's it. I get a hangover okay, about half miserable. Ah, you know, that's a good thing. That's, I mean, well, that's uh, a good thing. Yeah. Good balance keeps you balanced. Uh, and so you know, I, I, I radically had to cut back my drinking, and then had the realization that fucking how drunk people don't have sort of shit. You know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, yeah, a lot of good times to drunk people, but same thing, you, know, you can you can waste a lot of brain space as well. Do you know what I mean? How about spending yeah. time with your significant other? You have a, I mean, yeah, 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 and we 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 sort of um, share a garden with a friend of hers. Okay, so cool. you, yeah, we've got a lot of potatoes growing over there at the moment, the strawberries and plums and red currants, white currants, black currants. Blackberries, raspberries, courgettes, peas. Well, if uh, I get kicked out, I know where to come. 
I know yeah, which guard yeah, go, yeah, go yeah, and rob his guard. I've got I've got stuff sitting here on the windowsill waiting to go over there, be planted in. I've got three chili plants. I've got two pumpkin plants. I've got a, a, a hundred beetroot I've just seeded. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, a self educate. I mean, Chas Coleman from Killing Joke said, you know, self education and gardening, growing your own food, are probably the only two revolutionary autonomous acts you can still do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good. that's good to hear. Um, that well, okay, with without. Without this particular epidemic, would you be having your own garden? Would you be manning your own garden? Yeah, but I wouldn't have so much time to get over there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But not, you wouldn't uh, spend as much time in that space yeah, because you so... Yeah, well, and also because you can't... Yeah, and also, yeah, because I've got the chance to spend some time over there. Because normally, from this point on, like May to like you know September, well May to the May to the beginning of August is just headbanging for me because one all my work picks up like the summer concert season starts in Berlin and the outdoor concerts are a lot of work, you know some of the you know, stadium shows a week long project for me. Okay, um, you know. From the from the first truck into the last truck out, mm. of, you know, normally working insane amounts, plus dealing with all the tech riders of free rotation. I'm glad you brought that subject up. What is it that you do? I know you do your live performance, but what is it that yeah. you do besides this to help um, out the, the free roads? Uh, I look group. after all the technical side of it, the manage and look after the stage managers and and manage, you know. State room one as well, the main, the biggest room. Oh, fantastic! Um, I know, who to, yes, I know so. who to call. I know who to call on Facetime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. Uh-huh. And 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 so like you know, I deal with all, you know Stevio and Susie used to do it all, um, but you know they they coordinate everything. Um, um, look after a lot of the travels. Susie looks after the visual side. Stevio looks after the music side, and then with the technical requirements working out how much kit we need and stuff like that i've i've taken all that off stevio's hands now we've got a spreadsheet system i'm talking to the man how cool is that and yeah trying to get it all organized um which is you know good sometimes you get people like um wanted some really esoteric piece of equipment and it's like you know it's funny it's really funny with electronic performers because they haven't been through like that loading stuff in the back of a van and going off and playing a gig somewhere in a bar or, or it's when, you know it's well, there's one thing it's like when I've toured with bands in the States they've never been at the level where they can take the entire production so you take the unique pieces of kit and then you hire the basic drum kit you hire the amplifiers and everything over. So all the band takes is their instruments, their effects, and anything that can't easily be hired, like an analog synth or stuff like that. And um, it's like, so I know that, you know, there's certain bits of kit, like the noise making stuff for my stuff, I've got to take really. Um, I don't trust 
you know, um, for instance, my drum machine, my Tempest, there's only about 1,500 of those in the world for a start off. You know, they're not made in high volume. Um, uh, so I, I, I can do a system exclusive, put it on a thumb drive, uh, and then just you know, load into another Tempest my stuff, and who knows, in the future that might become a possibility. Um, but, you know, if that machine they've got you has been caned or whatever, you know, I know I know my machine, I know, you know, the feel of the parts and everything else, I know how it's looked after, you know, I'm with it every day, working with it, so that sort of thing, you know. Um, you gotta, you gotta maintain some sort of control. You know, if you, if you've got something, you rely on something unique, and you expect someone else to supply that. If then you're not getting the result, you can't, you know, you can't really. What can you do? What can you do? You know, you gotta cover certain bits. I mean, you know, most artists do. It's like, you know, uh, I mean, there's a few artists like. Can you get me this drum machine? Can you get me that mixer? Can you? Yeah, no problem. And then they turn up with a modular rig, their little modular thing, which they interface into what you supply. Boom. Of course, because the modular, everyone's modular is their modular. No two modulars are ever the same. Ever the same. So, you know, that's that's being responsible to yourself. You know. <laughs> true. That's true. Let's talk. Let's talk about the magic of the improv. What is your take? Well, it's, it's magic, isn't it? It's real, you know, that's the thing about improv, it's composing in real time. I mean, with my thing, I've got parts and I've got rough bits, but there's no arrangement set in any of my equipment. But sometimes when, you know, one part gets introduced over another, it's happened a couple of times, just a couple of jams have been having over the last day, and you're going, oh, well, hold a minute, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And, you know, I did a jam the other day and, like, I just had a delay from one sound, from one part, moving into the next sort of track, which I just was just starting with the kick and tom pattern. Okay. And then as soon as this delay went over and the kick and toms, it's like, just, I just jammed around with that for, like, three or four minutes. Oh, I've got a new piece of music here. I wasn't expecting that. When you say improv, you start on something, does... Does every time something happen, it gives you this idea or this feeling where to go, where not to go, when to when to wait? Or uh, should I add a drum here, hi hat here? Should I add the modular? And I mean, does certain sounds or certain uh, melodies or pre-programmed stuff that you've all that you that's like your go-to? I've got lots of pre-programmed stuff in there, and. Yeah, and then I improvise over top of that. I work with that. Um, uh, there's lots of, but you know how those parts come together sometimes is, you know, there's certain things that when I bring in certain beats, I know there's certain things that have got to happen. Otherwise, you really, just from jamming with the stuff, you know. It's like that how you get to know your tracks, you know. A DJ, a good DJ, so like Theo Paris, obsessive about it, wants to know where every little thing is happening in the track and stuff like every breakdown, little guitar fill or whatnot or whatever, depending on the genre of music. And then he can do these most brilliant, like, segues from one yeah. thing into another yeah. because he knows, ah, uh, 
if I like come out that doobie brother, you know, and Moody Man's the same. If I get Moody Man, he did last year uh, playing the Doobie Brothers on a Sunday afternoon in about blank, and he goes from the Doobie Brothers into like you know one of his own tracks, and it went off. Uh, you know, and how he got away with dropping into the Doobie Brothers in the first place. <laughs> I mean, you know that's exactly that's exactly how my set was uh, my set was planned for, or at least I I wanted that kind of a, a, a approach to DJing that you you have four beats, eight beats to get into the next one, or you're absolutely done. Yeah. Uh, sometimes though, it's nice. No, sometimes something arises yeah. out of ether. And then, you know, and you you kind of like, you've got an idea and you're on your way from sort of point A to point B, then somewhere between the two. Oh, this is interesting. Right, right. And then it, it's, it's knowing sometimes I'm having the courage to stop and go, whoa, keep the <laughs> dial tuned right there. Don't change a thing. Let this run. Let it, let it run. You know. Even if it sounds whack, do it for 16 bars, it'll, you know, that's the same thing. It's like what guitarists say, fluff a solo, do that, do fluff it twice, people think it's part of the solo. <laughs> Speaking of improv, let's let's talk about uh, your recording for uh, our show today. What did you have in mind? Did anything particular? Was there any inspiration where you're coming from? What, what should the people expect on this mix? This one is, well, I mean, like I said, I, 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 all this stuff that I built up, say, up to Christmas, and then there was like half of it, you know, was cogent. I could do something where that was the, the January one, the first one I did. And then, and then the rest of that material is sort of making up the sort of um, this one really. So it's funny because yeah, it's not it, it's not kind of like um, not so much informed by lockdown as motivated by lockdown. Because like you know um, there was a few things to sort out and there was uh, I was a bit all over the place and I was thinking you know my work got busy in March. God, I've got this bloody podcast for a bit. Oh, now I've got this. I was supposed to be on a theatre show for a week when the lockdown kicked in. I've just I'd done the rehearsals and everything, working, uh, actually crewing the show. And then all of a sudden, it's like, ah, great. Now I can get this stuff sorted out. I mean, I'm really grateful, man, that you really, really taking this on because, okay, the progress from the first one to, and this, this change as we build, that's going to be very interesting to see where you where you take this. Um, I'm, I'm sure uh, it will get more magical and more magical and more magical. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Um, yeah, um, with the other material, I mean, that, that was a whole, I had a little splurging session and got a whole bunch of ideas started sort of for later on in the year. I'm so excited um, about that. So the, so the gear, let, let's, name, let's name off the gear you used and then we have to get, uh, we have to get you going. You have to leave soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, what what gear did you use this time? Well, um, we got same the, as ever for the sound okay, production. So, okay. so I've got like so the beats, you know the beats is a tempest. Yeah, and well, that's beats, baseline, and beats. sometimes synth stabs as well. Okay. It's a very versatile machine. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So I've got a tempest. I've got a Roland JXO three, the boutique thing, which is a like a, a reliable version of JX three P. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my old band, we used to have one of them in the 90s, and it was great synth Mm -hmm. when it worked. Mm -hmm. 
but it was it's like it was like a it was like a, it was like a, um, a Japanese synth built by an Italian car company. It just things fall off it, break down, blow oh, up oh, every week, you know. So, but this one works. It's great. I love it. And then um, I've got in, then I in the computer after laptop where I've got a couple of soft synths running. And um, the sequencing for the JX comes out of the laptop. I, have, I, I use numerology to sequence with. Okay, and then I've got, you know, some bits of audio in there as well. Not too much, actually, on this last session. Actually, most of it was, you know, you know machine-driven rather than any audio or anything like that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's always a pleasure. Um, and yeah, and it's all going. Yeah, and then it all. Oh, went sorry, through. it's all going to what? Um, yeah, and then it went through um, this Onyx mixer I've got here at the moment, and my really nice compressor, and this TC Electronic M100. Really nice compressor. That's what it's called. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's brilliant. Okay. I really recommend them. It's a really nice compressor. Okay. FMR Audio. Okay. Company in Texas. They sound like a bunch of cool people, actually. <laughs> you get a little, when you open the box up, right, you get a little ticket inside, right? Like, it's literally someone printed these out multiply on the computer on A4 and snipped them up, you know, oh, not right. even cut straight. Website address, phone number, toll free in brackets, then underneath. We're only 18 people. We like building cool shit. Most problems can be dealt with over the phone in 10 minutes, mm. as rather than sitting online for hours a day. Give us a call. Mm. Jaylen, thank you so much for your intellect, for your talent, for your um, your outlook, thank for, you. for your you. effort no into really making the Decisive Podcast live um, bi-monthly series something special for me. Um, and um, uh, really, really appreciate what you're doing. So let's, people, let's listen in to uh, J-Lab's um, performance um, exclusively, yes, for the Decisive bi-monthly. Thank you again, J-Lab. Thank you, and we'll speak soon. Oh, yeah. And stay oh, yeah. healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you soon.